Welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to coppreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I am going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow coppreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Copper Newer Path podcast. This episode is sponsored by BreacherCRM.com. Hey, I want to ask you guys all a quick question. Are you still sending around sign-in sheets when you go teach a class? And are you then taking those sign-in sheets and manually entering all of the email addresses and information into a spreadsheet or Maybe you're even more advanced than that and you actually are plugging them into a CRM of some sort. Well, if you're doing that, I don't understand you because there are much easier ways. And guys, I want you to go check out Breacher CRM. Breacher CRM is the first and only business and marketing automation software that was built for and by law enforcement instructors in order to be able to nurture your leads increase client retention, book more classes and create recurring revenue. Go to breachercrm.com and check it out. Well, I'm here today for this episode with my, I'm going to stop saying favorite co-host because you're just kind of the only co-host at this point um, in the history of the Copper Newer Path podcast. But I'm here with my co-host, Austin Malsik. Austin, what's up, man? Adam, this is a milestone. I, I know that this is a slightly different role, but this is episode number four, which means I am the other than you most frequent person on the podcast, which oh, means I have point. beat out Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman and Warren Rich, and I am still not as cool as either of them. Yeah, I would agree with both of those things, actually. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I <laughs> love you in Austin, um, but but they're pretty cool folks. Yeah, they are pretty yeah. cool. Hey, are you... Uh, you getting excited, man. I'm getting excited because uh, next week, well, actually the week after next week, we, uh, we're heading to St. Louis for the ILETA conference. You getting excited about that? I am excited for that. I have never been before. And this, I'm just, I'm seeing who all the other sponsors are and everybody else who's going to be down there. And I can't wait for it. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty neat. I've heard a lot of people talking about how, um, it's going to be probably one of the bigger Ilita shows, uh, in recent history, just because conferences were canceled for a couple of years, right? Because of all the stupid COVID stuff and everybody's kind of anxious to get back out and, and hit some of these conferences and hang out with each other, be able to network and kind of try to get back to some semblance of normalcy. And so there's supposed to be several thousand law enforcement instructors there. And uh, obviously we, as a uh, uh, breacher CRM, we are a corporate sponsor for ILETA and we'll have a booth there. And we're kind of, um, don't, don't tell them because I don't know if this is really okay or not, but they'll just figure it out when we actually do it. We're setting up a dual purpose booth. So um, of course we'll have our, our booth will be largely focused on breacher CRM, but we'll also have 
some Elio to CEO uh, stuff there as well and promoting Elio to CEO. So um, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. I'm really hoping that the community gets very busy and very full after Elita. That we bring in a lot of new people and that we uh, get some people to come in and talk and just fill the place up with new ideas. Yeah, ideas are good. Um, I love hearing all of the different business concepts that everybody has when they come into the LEO to CEO community. And as we've been onboarding new customers with Breacher CRM software, um, it's been really neat to hear everybody's different business models and ideas, even where you would think there's just like an overlap of similarity, like, Hey, I'm a law enforcement instructor, right? Well, but there's different disciplines that people are training in and everybody kind of has their own, uh, Big Mac sauce, right? <laughs> their own secret sauce and what makes their method, uh, different. And it's just really neat hearing that. Um, but I will say too, and I'm, I'm interested to hear if this is something that you've noticed, uh, because it's kind of, I don't know if I would say frustrated, but it's, it's maybe created a little bit of angst in me and disappointed me a little bit. I've seen a lot of my fellow copperneurs that are on this journey that are kind of stuck in that concept phase, right? Like they have an idea for a business and it's a good one, but they're stuck in the execution of really getting it off the ground and, and truly turning it into a business. Yeah. Uh, nothing against any of the guys in the community. I don't know them like super personally. I don't know what all their circumstances are. Um, but I know that I'm coming up on one year being in the community. And so I've kind of gotten to know some of these guys. I know the regulars, uh, I've got to watch them on their journey. And some of them are, uh, who were in a concept phase are now launching, which is super exciting. Yeah. But I was scrolling through LinkedIn the other day and I noticed that uh, one guy that's in the community, it looks like took a new job. And I don't know if that means that he abandoned what his work was going to be on getting his own company going. Haven't reached out and asked him about it. Um, I'm really hoping that that's not the case. But just overall, um, I, I know a number of guys have kind of stalled out. And I know a number of guys that I've talked to and even a number of leads that I've talked to have stalled out kind of with this idea of it'll always be there, you know? Okay. Um, it, it won't, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that launching your own law enforcement or post law enforcement business is like dishes or is like the laundry and it won't always be there. Um, maybe somebody else has a similar idea. Like you said, you can have a lot of different flavors of Big Mac sauce. You know, you got five guys, you got in and out, you got Freddy's, you got, we're going to make other people hungry again and they're going to message us, but <laughs> they're all similar enough that eventually somebody else out there might be fighting you for the same recipe. Um, yep. and, uh, kind of the thing that disappoints me is just the number of guys that are like, Oh, well that would be a really cool thing to do, but it, it kind of, it's just that they get the resources together. They start laying out an outline, they get a plan. And then they never take any step to implement that. Do you think that there's a correlation? And I'm just going to, I'm just going to give away my response to this. Cause I do think there's a correlation here between that outcome that we're seeing, like getting, getting stalled out on this whole idea. Like I have an idea, I want to start a business. And then it doesn't fully come into fruition. 
uh, is there a, a nexus there with sort of what we're ingrained with in, in, in our habit in our law enforcement career? I think there's a number of things that we're getting stuck in um, that are all directly related to law enforcement. Uh, the first one is most notably, we are professionals at improv. Uh, not yeah. quite to the level of whose yeah. line is it anyway, uh, but very, very similar. Almost nothing is scripted in law enforcement at all. That's right. Um, yeah. If I go out and I work for a mom and pop company and they assign me a project, you know, if I work at a hardware store and they assign me, hey, uh, we just got the truck in, go unload it, get the shelf stocked. And I go, OK, uh, this might take six months. Uh, I'm just kind of going to float around the store and do whatever. Um, that's not going to work. But if I'm in law enforcement and I have a major case and my sergeant and my lieutenant, you know, all the way up are breathing down my neck, get this filed, get this in, get this done. It might be completely reasonable for me to say I need six more months uh, in six months. We might have found something else, especially if you do task force work, that now we need six more months. And even things like, you know, chasing criminals and uh, putting a stop to some kind of theft rings can have very, very sound, justifiable reasons for pushing that off to make it better. The truck doesn't get better at the hardware store if I ignore it. It just sits there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me because I, truthfully, up to this point, really the bulk of my conversation lines on this podcast and in the community um, has been really about talking up how our law enforcement careers have built in skills within us that are directly translatable into entrepreneurship and actually make us, I think, better entrepreneurs than, than really anybody else with any other sort of career background. Um, and, this is the one time now I feel like we're talking about, Hey, here's, here's the other side of it though. Like here's the negative, um, if you will. And, and I don't, I hesitate to call it a negative because I think it's just something that, uh, as entrepreneurs, we need to be aware of. And I want to encourage uh, my fellow coppreneurs to be aware of this, that, uh, it it's easy to have kind of a scattered focus, right? Because of what we've been used to in law enforcement. Like we get, we get that adrenaline rush by jumping from one thing to the next thing to the next, right? Like one minute you're, you're serving civil process and it's boring as tar. You're doing a VIN inspection. And then the next minute you're, you know, running hot to, uh, you know, a, a, an armed robbery or a domestic disturbance in progress. Right. And so we get used to that adrenaline rush of being able to shift our focus. And when something becomes, boring to us, then we can, then it's, it's much, that much easier to go, Oh, look at that shiny new object. Um, that looks like more fun. Let's go do that. And, um, it doesn't work very well in business as an entrepreneur to do that because sometimes actually a lot of the time, some of those boring things are the things that have the highest impact for your business. Um, but I want to, I don't want to discourage anybody because I get it why um, some of our fellow brothers and sisters in blue will go and take another job working for somebody else in another industry, um, but it disappoints me because I feel like 
there's so much opportunity, especially when you have an idea, it's just the execution of it and having a proven path to follow in order to actually make it a reality. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just going to talk openly and throw everybody under the bus because I fit into that category. I'm up here and I'm saying, wake up and get after it. But at the same time, um, I, the idea that I joined the community with, I've abandoned, I picked up a new idea and now this other side hustle that we've talked about a couple of times in the community that I'm getting ready to launch, I've been talking about for six months now. Um, if you're worried about costs on doing things, I mean, that might be totally reasonable, but I finally sat down with an attorney and said, Hey, I need to get my business launched. Here's what I need. Here's some of the things that I need to start going towards. What's this going to run me? He chewed on it for a while, tapped his pen on the desk and spat out a number that, uh, I could probably shake out of some of the other stupid things that I've bought before. Um, you know, I have a $50 water bottle that I bought specifically for patrol use. It's a very special one, but, um, you know, if, if you'll pay 50 bucks for a water bottle, I think right now the first stages of my business to actually have something tangible, I need like 250 bucks. Well, if I'll spend, you know, a fifth of that on a water bottle, I really don't have an excuse for just getting out there and getting after it. Yeah. And, and getting after it is really the big thing. I, I feel like I want to be clear with everybody that starting a business is a significant commitment, right? There's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot that needs to be done, but it is also very, very rewarding Every morning that I wake up and realize that I don't have to answer to anybody, <laughs> I don't have to tell anybody what my routine is going to be for that day, what I'm going to wear, how I'm going to wear, or even where I'm going to work that day. It's, it's all up to me. Uh, and, and I get to choose not only what my day looks like, but I get to choose what my income looks like, right? Because if, if my income is at a place where I'm not happy with it, I can easily make decisions on a day-to-day -day basis to increase that. And, and that is so rewarding uh, in entrepreneurship, but you have to make that commitment. And with commitment comes a violence of action, right? Like, so we're used to talking about this concept of um, going into something with violence of action, right? Especially if you've trained in, you know, a SWAT team or on canine, right? Um, or we talk about it in defensive tactics and arrest control classes, right? Like you can't, you can't go into a fight uh, at 50%, right? Like you have to go into it knowing that this is, this is my win, right? Like I, I am going to win this. I am going to, this battle is mine for the taking. And that's the, that's the mentality that we need to have as coppreneurs is violence of action towards our business and, and how to attack that. Um, and, and really just how to, how to make it all come together, put the energy into, what things matter and are going to have the highest impact, even if sometimes those are, aren't the things that are the most uh, exciting, the most interesting. So I think uh, one of the easiest ways just to stay on that and stay motivated while you're still doing the law enforcement grind. I don't know if anybody else uh, listens to this, but there's this guy out there. People seem to look up to him for some reason. Um, he did something special. Uh, he's kind of a big deal. His name's Jocko Willink. Um, what? He, I've never heard of that guy. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> <laughs> he made an alarm clock. Um, it's actually yeah. a, a little series 
that I've got on Spotify. It's called Psychological Warfare. And if you've never woken up every morning to having a Navy SEAL criticize you and your life choices and then try to motivate you, but in a very stern way, you need to try it out. Uh, I've already said it a couple of times here in this episode, but Wake Up and Get After It is actually the title of one of the little clips on psychological warfare. And I don't remember if that's the one where it starts off by saying you're still in bed. Uh, and then he gives you 10 seconds to get out of bed. But what it is on wake up and get after it is if you keep putting this off, if you keep not writing your book, if you keep not making progress on your business, if you keep not building the deck, uh, it's still going to be there and you're just going to put it off and put it off and put it off and keep doing that until eventually it doesn't matter. And that doesn't mean that it's not important. It'll just become that nagging thing that you need to do. Um, and then instead of having a really cool project, you have a root canal. Yeah, that's a really good point, too, because not only does the problem get bigger and get worse, but it matters to us less and less the longer we we put it off. Right. So, you know, I can put off fixing the deck until the point where we've decided that I don't even want to be in this house anymore and I want to sell this house. Right. And I never got to even enjoy that deck. Um, relevancy is connected to time. And so, um, you've got to pursue that idea when you have it, because chances are the reason why you had that idea when you had it is due to some sort of time and space based, uh, relevancy, right? Um, Hey, Austin, as a side note, share that link with me to that alarm clock. We'll put it in the show notes, uh, for this episode. So everybody can access it as well. Okay, I'll do that. And uh, pro tip here, guys, don't tell your wives that you have changed your alarm to Jocko Willink. Just <laughs> go ahead and just turn your volume up full blast. And then tomorrow morning, after you've heard this, wake up and uh, get hit in the face with a pillow because your wife has heard some strange man talking in the house and has gone into fight or flight mode. <laughs> it's... <laughs> That sounds like fun. I think that's a good experiment. I'm going to have to give that a try to and uh, make sure she doesn't have any firearms nearby at that time. There you go. Uh, yeah. So circle back just a little bit. Don't make it be that the reason that you don't enjoy being in the house is because you have too many fixer upper projects and because the deck needs to be yeah. repaired and because the house is such a drag. Enjoy the house. Enjoy the deck. Wake up. Get after it. I actually have a very very professional sounding term. Right, so this term that I've stolen that I'm talking about is procrastination. Love it. If you can figure out the two root words that combine to make that, they're essentially the same thing. Procrastinating is just like the other and that it doesn't matter how good it feels. All you're doing is screwing yourself. And it's, it's self focused. There's a selfish purpose behind it. Um, I like that. That's good. I think is equally as important, Austin, uh, if not more so at this point where we've left the, the conversation, it's it's about identifying the right things to then focus on. Right. So, I mean, you can have the the, the Jocko Willink uh, uh, nuclear alarm clock going off. Um, but if you if you wake up to that with energy to actually pursue the day and you don't know yet what you're pursuing, or maybe you're pursuing the wrong things, 
then you're just expending energy without any gain. And so that's that's the trick, truthfully, to entrepreneurship and starting a successful business isn't just getting up and burning yourself out every day, getting up early and, and crushing it with with fervor and energy uh, and violence of action, like we said, but it's applying the violence of action to the right place. Uh, you know, it's no different than than understanding the mechanics of a body when in a uh, self-defense or hand-to-hand combat situation and you need to uh, gain control of that that situation, right? Understanding how the elbow works as a fulcrum point in a, in a position of advantage for you, um, you know, understanding those things and where to apply the greatest amount of pressure. That's what gains you the most significant um, advantage in your business. And so I want to encourage everybody if you're not a part of the LEO to CEO community, please do come check it out because that's what it was formed for. Like that was the whole purpose was to be able to say, all right, hey guys, not only are we going to we gonna share with each other uh, what's been working for us and what hasn't so we can learn from each other, but my goal in that was to present everybody in that community with a structure of what I know works in starting and forming a business and marketing that business and how to get it to grow and scale at a pace that you want that allows you to see in that and achieve that lifestyle that we were talking about that you want to achieve uh, for you post law enforcement. Austin, what uh, this is awesome, awesome thoughts. I uh, love it. What, what sort of final thoughts do you have? Uh, I'm just going to get a little personal here. Um, I know that everybody has a different journey. Uh, everybody has different circumstances. But if we go all the way back to the beginning of the episode and we talk about St. Louis, everybody knows a cop from a little place just slightly northwest of St. Louis. This little, again, it's it's kind of like the Jocko thing. Nobody's probably ever heard of this. It's this place called Ferguson. Um, huh? What? Yeah. I don't um, I've never heard of that. But so, yeah, back in 2014, there was an officer there who did a thing. Uh, some people talked about it, and oh, as a result, yeah, yeah. well, his, yeah, yeah, his plans changed, and he ended up working at Famous Footwear for a while. And uh, the oh, thing wow. that I just want to say is, if I go to anybody that is active or former law enforcement, and I say, "Buckle up," because this code run might be your last, that that's not an issue. Everybody accepts that. If I say, "Don't be stupid, wear your vest," you never know what's out there. Everybody accepts that. But if I say things like, hey, Leos is not good enough. You need to have your concealed carry card. Uh, Suddenly you start having eyebrows raised. And if you mention anything at all about having a backup plan, other than just working your grind until retirement, everybody kind of starts to get just a little defensive. Agreed. It, It doesn't matter how good of a cop you are, how good your intentions are, how close you are with the community. Um you might not always be the one that gets to decide when your law enforcement career is over. Uh, you might get T-boned at an intersection and have to pivot real quick. Uh, you might be like me, or anybody that doesn't know, just probably most of you. I was involved in a critical incident in May of 2020 and uh, went through the entire process on that. Um, as a result, I started making a plan to leave law enforcement because it was being increasingly clear to me that uh, I was no longer welcome at my agency um, just purely because of politics. And so I started putting a plan together. I was going to be a pilot. 
I uh, started doing my flight training. I was putting effort toward this goal and uh, was still going to leave on my terms. And then um, about a month and a half after that started going, uh, all got ripped out from under me and I had to pivot again real hard. And uh, it, it doesn't have to be an accident. It doesn't have to be uh, a line of duty death. It doesn't have to be anything like that. You can do everything right. You can do everything that your training has taught you. The DA can agree with that. Um, just different circumstances. Uh, for whatever reason, you might not always get to be the one that makes that choice on when it's going to end. So always have something ready. And if you do have something ready, let's say you're, you know, doing a law enforcement or post law enforcement business, wake up, get after it and make sure that it'll actually be there for you or that there will be less there to complete if you have to pivot and make that your main deal. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Austin. Um, knowing your 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 full story, you've kind of only hit the tip of the iceberg there, but it um, your story is really good as far as articulating that particular point that you made about just being prepared for the unknown and and having to admit that you don't have the level of control that you would like to over how long your career will be and when it'll end, even if you do everything right. And so, um, again, not to be, not to be uh, dismal or discouraging in this episode, but we want to make sure that there's a sense of reality here. Right. And, and that, uh, um, we're, we're all prepared for what comes next. And, you know, I've shared my story on this podcast multiple times. And, and although mine wasn't related to a critical incident it was more related to politics uh, and my departure from law enforcement, uh, it, uh, it wasn't my timing either. And it just so happened that I was blessed to already have a, a bit of a side hustle. And, and I just decided, Hey, I'm going all in. And I followed a framework. I followed a plan and, uh, I pursued it with fervor every single day. And because of that plan that I was given that I now, uh, in part pass along to every single one of you that are listening to the show and that are part of the community. Um, uh, it's, it's because of that, that, that I can say, uh, that I have the success I've had today. So, uh, I'll leave you guys all right now. I want you to, I just want to encourage you, um, sit down, write a list of what are the high impact things. Okay. Don't put any focus on what it is that you think might be the most fun. Uh, in your business, regardless of where you're at in it right now, whether you're in the idea phase or you're actually running a successful business and you're scaling, I want you to write down what are your big three things that are going to gain you the most impact in your business. And then I want you to focus on those. That's the thing is those are the three things I want you to think about every morning when you uh, follow this link that we're going to share in the episode notes for Jocko Willink's alarm clock. When that thing goes off and Jocko's screaming at you in the morning, uh, what are I want you to focus on those three things and what you're going to do in order to accomplish each of those on each day, uh, small tasks. Uh, so violence of action focused on your business. Let's go get after it. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. 
I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other copperneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.